When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Okay. It's time to calm down. Take a deep breath. Just relax. It's me. It's your friend, Toby C. And this is our program. This is our show. Our show in this moment. And it's a show about recovery. And for the next hour or 43 net minutes that you're going to be listening to me, I want you to use your imagination and just pretend that it's just you and me and we're sitting alone in a room and we're talking about life and we're talking about death and we're talking about misery we're talking about joy and we're talking about recovery. And our program is very much about recovery. Recovery from what? Well, recovery from suffering. Suffering from what? Well, there's many different types of suffering, aren't there? You know, throughout our program, we're going to be referencing a couple of publications that are very popular in the field of recovery, and they may touch on alcoholism and alcohol abuse, but I want you to know that the little nuggets of of reference that we're going to be using are timeless and universal. Our show is tailored for anybody, and maybe that's you or somebody that you love and are close to or concerned about, but anybody who is suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. How's that sound? Anybody who's suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. How about anybody who is stuck and they just can't seem to get out of this rut, the rut of life, the rut of not being able to get along with people, not being able to get along with themselves, not being able to nurture healthy and loving relationships with people, and not being able to nurture healthy and loving relationships with ourselves. How about that? How about that for suffering? Just being in the rut. And how often do we, do we try by our own self-will or by dependence on others to, to get out of this rut only to find that we've slipped back into the rut of life, the rut of self-will, the rut of over-dependency on other people. And many of us have to suffer a great deal to finally determine that we may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. That we may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. That comes out of page 44 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, which, by the way, the Library of Congress uh, decided, I think about 10 years ago, that it was one of the most, it was one of the eight most influential books in the formation and development and the creation of our culture and our society here in the United States of America. The the United States, um, what is the Department of Congress? Library of Congress. I mean, it's it's a fascinating book. And again, it's timeless and universal wisdom. 
the same stuff that they were scribbling on the walls of the of the Egyptian tombs and that Moses had scribbled down on the, the tablets. It's ancient and universal wisdom. And it happens from a spiritual experience, also known as a psychic change. When you think of psychic, don't you think of spirituality? Maybe you think of somebody with a crystal ball or tarot cards or a psychic. Well, it's not a psychologist and it's not psychiatry. The 12-step program, which we'll be referencing, is about establishing and acquiring a psychic change. The relief from a God of our understanding, the relief that can only come from a higher power after countless vain attempts to find our own joy and to end the suffering, only to discover that we can't. Some people call it no man's land. To be in no man's land, to not be able to go back to where we came from, to the blissful ignorance or childhood immaturities. But we just can't seem to get to the other side where we can have a very balanced and healthy, productive, useful, usefully whole life. Well, I have news for you. The 12-step method of recovery may have 12 steps in it, but there's only three parts in the 12-step program. And it is the solution, my friend. It is the way out of no man's land. And it's real simple. There's only three parts to this 12 to the 12-step program. Trust God, clean house, and help others. The three parts of the 12-step program are to trust God, clean house, and help others. And that's the solution. And the first thing, I'm, I'm here to tell you the first thing that you can do to really get a grip on your life or to encourage your loved one to really get their act together is you've got to come out of isolation. You've got to come back and join the human race. And for many of us who have been really hurt by humanity and hurt by relationships with others, this whole idea of isolating uh, is a very useful tool. It's a survival skill. But I don't know about you, but I've discovered that when, when I isolate from my fellow man, I disconnect from God. People who need people are the luckiest people in the world. Come out of isolation and find a meeting, find a kinship of common suffering. Whatever you're suffering from, find a group. Get on the internet and find that group and plug in. And trust that group. Trust something about that kinship of common suffering. And when you trust that group and you trust the love and the energy that you're going to experience in that group of the same people that are suffering from what you're suffering from, it's a form of trust in God. To trust in the group and to trust in the process is a form of trusting God. And when we trust God, we calm down. So the whole idea is to practice unity as much as we like to be failed perfectionists and bankrupt idealists and isolationists. 
the name of the game to really kickstart your recovery and finally make it work this time for sure is to get into a home group and plug into a kinship of common suffering. How about that? Today we're going to be talking about one of the most critical subjects in recovery, and it's about overcoming denial. And acceptance is the answer. It's one of the, many people have their, their favorite part of the big book is page 417. Acceptance is the answer. Acceptance is very much about overcoming denial, but it goes so much, so much deeper than that. Also on port, page 417, one of my favorite quotes, when I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. When I stop living in the problem. So the problem we're going to be talking about today is the problem of denial. And in order to stop living in the problem, the problem of denial, we have to really illuminate clearly once and for all, exactly to the best of our ability, what the problem of denial is. And once we illuminate and we're completely and acutely aware and we're not in denial of denial, then we can start to begin to live in the answer, contrary action. It works. And by the way, overcoming denial has everything to do about paying attention to another human being. Can you imagine that? The principle of paying attention to another human being. And it happens when we come out of isolation and we get into a meeting, a recovery meeting, a kinship of common suffering. It's a daily deal. It's an attitude adjustment to practice unity and to pay attention to somebody and to experience calm. And only when the spirit is calm can we accurately and objectively look at the problem calmly. And when we accurately and objectively look at the problem, hey, it is what it is then the answer is very, very clear to us. We get a very clear recognition of who we are and what we're about to become because we're no longer in denial. You're going to love this. We're going to really illuminate denial, one of my favorite subjects, because denial is all about distraction. And distraction is all about paying attention to something other than other people. It's going to be a great program. I might as well go ahead and give you my email address because I'll probably forget to do this before the end of the show. My email address is tobyc at ihubradio.com. And this is going to be a fantastic subject on denial. Let me give you some of my favorite little nuggets. There's only one little nugget in the big book that pertains to denial and it's in the spiritual experience on page 568 and it says he can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent denial they're talking about contempt prior to investigation they're talking about having a complete shift on how we treat ourselves and how we treat other people And it very much is about coming out of denial. So when we return, 
we're going to be illuminating the problem of denial and overcoming denial so we can move toward a solution only here on In This Moment on iHub Radio. I'm Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio. Denial. Oh boy. I've known a few people who are in denial. The one thing that they're in denial about is they can't see that the glass is half full. The glass is always half empty. You know, they keep, they're in denial about what's good about a situation instead of, or excuse me, they're in denial about what's good about a situation and they'd rather dwell on what's bad with the situation. I don't know if you've ever had this conversation with somebody and told them, you know, to please stop being so negative. And they tell you, I'm not being negative. I'm being realistic. I'm being realistic. You know, the biggest problem and, and that's just that's just ignorant belligerent denial and there's just nothing we can do about that but there it exists you know the best part about being able to spot uh, ignorant belligerent denial in others is that we can finally start to examine it and and become aware of it in ourselves but one of the biggest problems with denial is distraction. See, there's the great illusion. The great illusion is that we can take care of ourselves and we have all the answers figured out. And one of my favorite parts of the big book is on page 55. And it talks about all the distractions in life which keep us from the great reality. There's, there's your reality and my reality. And then there's the great reality. And the great reality, why don't we just talk about the great reality being God and the peace of God, the peace of a higher power, the peace of a power greater than ourselves, peace that surpasses all comprehension. It's a beautiful, blissful peace. It's our higher power. And there he waits for us. For deep down inside, every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. But he may be obscured, he with a capital H, he may be obscured by pomp and ego. He may be obscured by turmoil and calamity. He may be obscured by worship of other things and other people. But if you take all that away, there he is. See? 
And this relationship, this peace with your higher power can be translated into your peace with other people. See, when I have a peaceful relationship with other people or I try to practice having a peaceful relationship with other people, it's a form of trying to practice having a healthy relationship and a peaceful relationship with my higher power. But as so long as I'm running on instincts on rampage, as long as I'm running on being a survivalist, running and gunning, there's going to be no calm. See, I'm a survivalist. And as long as there's no calm, there's going to be nothing but distraction in my life. And as long as there's going to be distraction in my life, I'm going to be in denial of the great reality and the peace which awaits me and awaits all of us. I mean, denial is, it's really a terrible behavior. There's just nothing worse than being around somebody who's in denial or somebody who's, or being a person who is in denial and being totally unaware of it. How about a practicing perfectionist with grandiose ideas? See, we survivalists have developed these coping skills in order to ensure our survival. And we developed them early on in our childhood. And they are so compulsive and so deeply rooted that we're not even aware of it anymore. We can be in denial that we're suffering from denial. (laughs) It's a terrible message. It really is probably the worst part, the worst part about denial are the shortcomings of not being able to be available for our fellow man. One of my favorite, favorite few quotes about shortcoming is on is in the 12 steps and 12 traditions moreover we could avoid looking at some of our own shortcomings it talks about that's clearly denial we don't have to really look and be aware of our shortcomings if we're in ignorant belligerent denial too much guilt and remorse might cause us to dramatize and exaggerate our shortcomings So we want to be careful not to illuminate our shortcomings and our defects. How about this? Most of us sense that real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints and respects for their opinions and our attitudes, which make us more useful to others. So there's the idea is to remember that not only do you and I suffer from denial and we have to be vigilant to stay on top of our denial and to stay in awareness. But we're also surrounded by people who are not well. Remember that so many people around us are in denial. You know, two sickies don't make a welly. But I'll tell you, if if you get better and you calm down and you become acutely aware of your behavior and your relationships with people, that's illuminating the problem of denial. We can move toward its correction. How about page 50 of the big book, We Agnostics? Instead, we looked at human defects of these people and sometimes used their shortcomings as a basis of wholesale condemnation. 
So to take advantage of people who are in denial, you know, awareness is very empowering. And we can take advantage of people who are ignorant and in denial, or are we not? I'll give you one last little nugget. It is really saying to us that we ought, now ought to be willing to try humility and seeking the removal of our shortcomings, just as we did when we admitted that we were powerless over alcohol and came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. That's a great place to end. Only a power, a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity and move us out of denial and into awareness of having healthy and balanced relationships with others and with ourselves. This is Toby C. In this moment is our program. And when we return, we're going to be talking about the solution to overcoming denial. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In This Moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C., Okay. Well, I'll tell you, we just scratched the surface on illuminating the problem with overcoming denial. But hey, listen, let's move into the solution. I believe the opposite end of the spectrum from denial is awareness. And one of the things that happens in recovery is we have an awakening. And for some of us, um, this awakening is... um, Nothing short of of pulling our head out of our arse. (laughs) However, let me be a little bit more gentle in stating that all of us, without question, are born selfish, self-centered, fear-driven survivalists. That's just how we come out of the womb. And the first thing we need to be aware of is this selfishness. I would say the the biggest thing to become aware of when we're in recovery is our instinctual drives to make sure that we are loved and that we feel secure. And here's what happens when we when we overdo it with the selfishness. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. It's page 62 of the big book. And this selfish behavior, we're so ignorant, we're not even aware that we're doing it. And we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. And sometimes they hurt us. Sometimes they they retaliate back, you know, or, or they do retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us with their retaliation. Seemingly without provocation. Didn't even see it coming. I mean, hey, man, I was just trying to help out. Yeah, help out, help yourself out. You know, we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. So there it is. Whoops, there it is. The solution to denial 
is being aware. Aware of what? Aware of our instinctive, inconsiderate, fear-driven, selfish, self-centered behaviors that put us into conflict with others and they retaliate and we don't even see it coming. Didn't even see it coming. The part of didn't even see it coming, my friend, is called denial. And sometimes it hits you upside the head. And I got to tell you, the best way, one of the best ways to really overcome this selfish, self-centered denial is to get honest, is to really calm down. And for many of us, we can't really get honest until we have really, really had the tar kicked out of us and we've lost everything and we've lost everyone and we've lost every ounce of dignity and self-respect. And only and only then do we get honest. That means are we in a position to really pay attention? Pay attention to what? Pay attention to cleaning house. How about that? And one of the nice things about cleaning house is we discover what real honesty is. See, there's, there's two types of righteousness. There's the perfection, which is God, and he establishes right and wrong, or righteous and unrighteous behavior. And then there's self-righteousness. And self-righteousness is the type of denial and ignorant, belligerent behavior that's going to get you in trouble every time. Nobody, nobody likes a self-righteous know-it-all, a cocky know-it-all. It's a real turnoff, isn't it? better believe it. And if you're not careful, once you get better through recovering the 12-step program, you might become a cocky know-it-all too. So stay humble. We'll talk about that some other show though. Hey, back, back to getting out of denial and getting into awareness, you know, this awakening. The whole deal with the 12-step program in really cleaning house is to obviously put your hand on the hand of the man and find somebody that you trust and sit down and do a thorough house cleaning. And when you do a thorough house cleaning, my friend, I'll tell you what one of the what one of the uh, what one of the awakenings that is going to bestow you and and awaits everyone who really thoroughly cleans house is we discover that those about us, many of those about us, are sick, they're suffering, they're not well. And one of the biggest awarenesses and awakening is to come to realize that the, the sick and the suffering people around us who are acting out in their own form of denial, thank you very much, that we're capable of mistreating people who are not well. And once we determine that we're capable of mistreating people who are not well, we've arrived. That's the, that's the epitome of, of stepping out of denial is to have this acute awareness and this acute sensitivity of our relationships and our interactions with our fellow man. And it's this awareness which is the awakening. By the way, the 12-step program, the big book, and the 12 and 12 they talk about this thing called a spiritual awakening. There's only one place, there's only one little nugget that 
that talks about awakening and it's not preceded by spiritual. And it's on page 86. And it says this. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. On awakening, you think about that. On awakening to this acute awareness of our relationships with people. On awakening of our of, of this awareness of our character defects and our shortcomings and the things that keep us in conflict with others. This is the awakening. And we dwell upon it. And we plan for it. Only for 24 hours at a time. It's a one day at a time program, my friend. And I don't know about you, but when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to go ahead and reset my day. And I'm going to probably go to my home group meeting at 7 a.m. and develop an attitude, the appropriate attitude, for living this particular day successfully. And it's about not being in denial and not being distracted and being acutely aware of myself and those about me. And that's the beautiful part about cleaning house too. Oh man, this awareness, awareness, this awareness that you're going to acquire by calming down and cleaning house and really getting it this time. You not only are going to, to overcome denial, but you're going to be, you're going to just be aware of everything around you. Your, your monochrome life is going to become in living color. That's what happens when we, when we move out of denial and into awareness. And I'm also going to say that part of the beauty about the 12-step the program is, is denial is a very important coping mechanism for many of us. And it's to overcome something called shame. And I'm telling you, man... Once you've slipped out of denial and into awareness, you can never be the same again, ever. And the name of the game is to stay away from shame. How about that? The name of the game, the solution to overcoming denial and staying away from denial and not subjecting you yourself to the misery of other people's denial is to stay away from shameful behavior. The name of the game is to stay away from shame. And if you're not in denial and you're still acting out with drugs and alcohol and gambling and food and sex and whatever your little quirk is, you're going to experience shame. One of my favorite little bumper sticker lines in AA is, the drunk starts long before the first drink. The drunk, the denial, starts long before we finally act out. Absolutely. Page 133, man, one of my favorite, favorite little nuggets. We who have recovered from serious drinking are miracles of mental health. And I got to tell you, 
Toby has recovered from serious drinking, and I am a miracle of mental health. It's the not-so-serious drinking that I need to stay on top of and be vigilant and keep an eye out for every single day that I'm alive. Every single day. And I can't be distracted. I can't be distracted by pomp and ego and calamity and turmoil and worship of other things and other people. I can't afford to let myself become distracted. I got to stay calm. I got to stay calm. So how do I stay calm? Oh, I got the solution for staying calm, my friend. I talked about it at the beginning of the show. I get myself to a kinship of common suffering every single day. And I hang out in a room for an hour with people who are like-minded and are suffering from the same stuff that I'm suffering from. And I pay attention to those people. And I share my testimony in a general way. And I keep it short and sweet and from the heart. And I try to share a little bit of my testimony. At the very end, I try to save a little bit of encouraging words for the newcomer. Hey, the best way to overcome denial is to help somebody else overcome denial. How about that for a solution? By paying attention to another person is a way of paying attention to my higher power, the God of my understanding. And when I'm paying attention to God and to another person, I'm calm. I'm not thinking about all the rattle that's going on in my head, see? You know, the alcoholic and the drug addict and the sufferer, the suffering and the misery lies in the center of their mind. So where, is it, where are you going to be today? Are you going to be in denial? Are you going to be in fantasy land? Or are your feet going to be firmly planted here on earth? Because this is where your fellow travelers are. And this is where your work must be done. How about that? That is the ultimate solution. That's the ultimate way out of this rut. Is to pay attention to anything other than the rattle going on between your ears sometimes. Agreed? That's what works for me. Wow. Some pretty heavy stuff, isn't it? You'll develop an unshakable foundation once you overcome this denial. You can't do it yourself. You can't overcome denial yourself. It's a gift. It's a gift that comes from above. It's this gift of peace and calm and serenity that surpasses all comprehension. How about that? Now, if I haven't given you a few nuggets on how to overcome denial, then I don't know who can. And I'll tell you, we just scratched the surface, but hey, it is what it is. When we return, we're going to be pointing our imagination toward the right objectives. It's called the imagination exercises. It's a lot of fun. Stick around. I'm Toby C., and this is our show in this moment. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. 
This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Ah, one of my favorite parts of the show. Hey, it's one of my favorite parts of recovery. A lot of my friends a few years ago used to tease me because I was all about imagination. I love imagination. And they used to tease me a lot in my home group. And he goes, oh, there's Toby, Mr. Imagination. Hey, but you know what? Imagination is a close cousin to faith. And faith is a close cousin to trust. And trust is a close cousin to open-mindedness. And these are all things that, that work in recovery. You know, truly, all you really need is an open mind to get recovery. And I want you to just take a few minutes now. And if you're not driving, I just want you to close your eyes and and let's let's use your imagination and really point it in the right direction this time. How about it? Just for a few minutes. First of all, I want you to imagine that you're going to get recovery this time. You're never, ever going to have to be in rehab or a hospital. You're never, ever going to have to suffer from a a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body ever again. You know, God will always forgive us our derelictions, but in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation. See, you're going to get it this time because this time you're going to cooperate. And God, your God, your higher power, the God of your understanding, is going to render you white as snow. He's going to hit the reset button for you. Everything that you've ever experienced and that you're ashamed of or you're hurt, anything that's bent your nail during your lifetime now is going to straighten out. It's over now. You've hit the reset button. And what you're going to do now is you're going to become a sponsor. You're going to become a sponsor because you finally trusted the process and you found a sponsor and you cleaned house and you really calmed down. And you understand now, really, the primary function of the sponsor is to prepare the sponsee to become a sponsor for somebody else. It's really that simple. And you're going to get it this time. You're going to become a wonderful, wonderful messenger. You're going to learn how really to pay attention to people. You're going to experience something called called the fourth dimension. It is a dimension beyond that which is known to man. I want you to imagine yourself traveling through another dimension, not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into the wondrous lands whose boundaries are that of imagination. This is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow. It's the middle ground between science and superstition. 
and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've arrived at the twilight zone. You really have. When you get out of no man's land and you get to the other side, man, it's going to be a beautiful place for you to be. You're going to be in a place, finally, where you have this daily feeling that God has placed you in a position of neutrality, safe and protected in the bosom of Abraham. That's what's going to happen to you. You know, you're going to learn how to put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. You're going to put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the seas. And you're going to take a look at yourself. And you're going to look at others differently. Because you put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. All right, I pushed a song. It was a a wonderful song that came out in the early 1970s. And uh, I love it, though. It's about the imagination. And you're going to get it. You know why you're going to get it? Because you're going to be calm and serene. And you're going to dedicate a little nugget of all this time that you've recaptured in your sobriety and dedicate just a little fraction of this time by practicing learning how to pay attention to another suffering soul. It's so simple, and you can do it. It's not easy, but it's simple. And you're going to do it. You're going to do it this time. You're going to become God-centered, and you're going to stop being self-centered. You're going to become so uniquely helpful to another soul. And one of the biggest joys that you're going to experience is to watch others recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends, and you are going to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. You're not going to want to miss this one, I'm telling you. Never mind about enjoying life. You're going to experience something called joy. A joy that that just surpasses all comprehension. But I must tell you that we absolutely insist upon enjoying life. Your life is going to get so good. So good. Because you learned how to overcome denial. You learned how to pay attention to another suffering soul. You're going to get it, man. And you're going to really learn how to be helpful so that other people can get it too. You're going to be the guiding light. I know you know it. Anyway, I hope you've really enjoyed our show today. And you have a peaceful, peaceful journey until we meet again. I'm your friend, Toby C., and this is our show, In This Moment, only here on iHub Radio.
If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com.